Hacks is back. Hacks is back. Oh my God, I've never been so happy to see Deborah Vance. I just, I love her so much. I, I know. Her. I know. I, I missed her. <laughs> see, now I didn't miss her. and No, until she came back. Yeah, this, you're right. This is, a, yeah, I, I almost forgot how much I loved this show. That's and exactly then, right. I put it on and I was a little disoriented because it really picks up right where we left off for season one. It's it, mm-hmm. the same plane ride that she gets on and then now this is them getting off of it. And they throw us into which I liked. I'm not, I liked that they threw us right into it, but I kind of forgot. It wasn't even that long ago and I kind of forgot what Eva had really done. Mm-hmm. But I trusted, I know these are, these are pros with the writer team. And so I was like, I'm just going to, not look it up I'm not even going to go back and remember and then they they did an excellent job of reminding me how bad it was yes exactly but why Ava is sitting there in the opening scene looking like she's gonna puke her face um, sweating her eyes bugging she's jiggling her legs frantically you're like hmm what, what's up with her yeah (laughs) what, what I did not forget was that she's capable of doing I mean, I remembered all sorts of terrible foot in your mouth, bad voicemails, bad decisions that she made during the first Mm -hmm. season. So I knew kind of what it was. I just couldn't remember. It was exactly um, after that meeting with the producers that she spilled all sorts of tea about how terrible Deborah Vance is. So that came back to me. But no, it wasn't until we really got into this episode. And by the end, I was fully in love again in love in only in the way that it can be rekindled right I I, I think if I just watched the first episode you know blind and never watched the season before I'm not sure I'd feel the same way but having known how much I loved the first season and Deborah Vance and and this whole journey that we're going on I was by the end of 33 minutes I was fully in love Fully. Oh my God, you were cheering with her. You were yes. like, we're back. Do not fuck with Deborah Vance. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like fist pounding in the air like yeah. Deborah, like all of them in the audience. Yes. Totally. And I, yes. I, same with you. That's what I should say. I didn't miss her until I had her back in front of me and in my mm-hmm. life. And then I was like, where have you been, Deborah? Yeah. You and your <laughs> tough exterior. But yeah. really, your moments of vulnerability that come out and your humor. And I just, and then even the two of them, like I remember saying when we did season one that what what won for me was the, uh, like the generational humor and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I, I still love their, their dynamic. It's just, yeah. I'm just so happy they're back, that I'm back with them now. Not only the two of them, because but they are yes. the stars in that, but the whole cast of characters is back, yes. which I'm so excited about. These were people we didn't get to meet until the, the course of the whole season one, and they are just right back, and I'm back in love with them immediately again. DJ, I was loving, I'm loving her, loving her. Yes. Uh, Kiki. Oh, Kiki, the, you loved Kiki before, and you Kiki. love her, I know, with her popcorn bag and yes! everything. I, I love, love that. that. Are you a Brilliant. sneak food into things kind of person? Oh, 100%. 100%. And honestly, that was a good idea. I never thought of that. Have your own popcorn purse. I mean, oh, I sneak candy. I sneak, oh, totally. I loved the popcorn in the purse. I loved, I also loved that, 
I would never do popcorn because I like outside popcorn. I would also never put it in my purse because, you know, I'm like a kind of a germaphobe. Not a not a crazy one, but that was enough but to make me. It's a little dirty. It's, it's a little dirty. It's disgusting. And mine are always <laughs> gross. Well, so was her. She pulled out a Starbucks gift card. I mean, I was. And then wiped her. it off. I loved that. It was perfect. It was really. It was perfect. Kiki is fantastic. Yes. Um, so DJ. Kayla. Kiki. We've got. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. Kiki. That was a lot of the comic relief of this one because there were um, it was a lot of emotional beats as I think it should have been for um, Ava and Deborah but the the humor was there from from the start with with Jimmy and Kayla gosh oh my god that and and with the new the HR woman played by Mm. Martha Kelly oh my god that whole thing, like name, name a movie that's not about sex. Okay, that's not about sex and the Holocaust. And she's like, "Babe, Pig in the City." Yeah, because like, he goes, he's like, "Come on, help me!" And she names a movie instead of actually helping him with the a- actual no, issue. <laughs> that I love great. it. That was great. That now was he's gonna have anger management issues. So we're gonna see. Also, her response when she's like, "Yeah, I mean, everyone in the office is so engrossed with our will they, won't they?" He's like, "They won't. They won't." They won't. <laughs> <laughs> that it's was so great. great. That was really great. And it's so funny, but in the farcical, terrible way that she's making all the arguments that a typical male would say, like. Don't be so uptight, as she did in season one. Don't be so uptight. Right. Like, what is the what's yeah. the problem? This is not a big mm-hmm. deal. You're making it a big deal, and it's not a big deal. Uh, oh, that- it was just pajamas. He's like, it was lingerie. She's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know the fashion police were here. <laughs> yes. She's just, <laughs> it's good. oh my god, it's, it's so terrible that it's good. Yeah, those two. So yes, Marcus. We still have Marcus. Yes, Marcus is back. He is maybe now regretting his decision to break up with the ex. Is he going to try to get back with him? How best to do that? He's obviously flubbing it a little bit because he's probably never been in this situation before. Yes. So using the pretense of a half full bag of granola and a barely used (laughs) bottle of Flonase was really just so good. And then the roommate's like, listen, like bitch has been eating my skinny cows. So I'll tell him anything you want right now. And he gives him advice. I'm on let's your side. Let's go with side. a party. Yeah, let's yeah. go with seems a party. Seems more fun. <laughs> seems more fun. Poor Marcus. He just doesn't know what to do. No, he He's doesn't. dumped by Wilson because he, you know, works too hard. So we'll see where they go. But now he has an opportunity to not work so hard and not be at Deborah's complete beck and call because she's going to be out on tour and kind of as opposed to always being there for her Vegas residency. So that's different. Right. Yes. Anything else? Oh, and um, we, yeah. Well, and um, oh, yes. Marty. Marty's still Marty. here. Marty. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Marty. That was hard. There was, was a hard. lot of emotional beats in this one. There is, even in a small moment. I mean, it's just a quick little scene, but even when they just first look at each other, they mm-hmm. say so much, you know? Mm-hmm. When he makes the comment about, oh, I didn't think you'd be here because you don't like to see men's bare feet. I mean, that shows how much he knows her. Yeah, so there is obviously still so much between them. Their every look, like you said, is loaded. Which is also why it feels devastating that he's dating an actual adult woman. Woman, yes. Age-appropriate French woman (gasps) who seems lovely right out of the gate. She does. That, her mouth wide open, 
unable mm. to speak. Deborah Vance at a loss for words was not something we'd seen before. And I was like, oh, oh, oh God, she, she, she is just yeah. gobsmacked. She is. And I thought devastated. You know, part of what she had probably in her own mind rationalized that the reason they weren't really together was because he could only see himself with these young girls. He could never see him dating, see himself dating an equal, see himself dating someone in equal in age and in power. And clearly that is not true. And she has to face that and reckon with that. And so then it becomes, well, why not me? What, yeah, what, that's a complete knife to the heart. Just because yeah. before she could crack the joke like she did. Oh, did she get carded, your girlfriend? That's why she couldn't get in. And it's like, yeah, that was a way for her to explain why they weren't together. Oh, because he just goes for these younger women. But now what's the excuse? Now yeah. she has to say, like she said, it must be me. I mean, and it hits her at a time there in the episode where we've already seen her take these other blows, you know, where she's got to see a new billboard up that's not her. Um, You know, she's (laughs) got the bad press. Like, this is just like the last straw. I felt like I heard um, they had a a talk with the the writers, with Jen Stotsky and Lucia Inello and, and, Paul Downs and when they do like a recap well you can watch it on HBO Max they do a little interview with them it's like a five minute thing yeah but he was saying it that you know basically this episode until the end is like a death by a thousand cuts for her you know and it's just that moment with Marty was just like I feel like that was more than a cut that was like a that was like a real stabbing Um, but she she'd had enough you know like it's just which leads to that final scene but She's just taking hits, right? And the Marty hit, I just felt like that one was very personal. Oof. Yeah. Because remember we talked on the for um, season one, kind of looking forward if they were going to have a season two, what did we want to see? And I think I said to you, I was like, do I want to root for her and Marty? Because I kind of do, but he's yeah. kind of a dick. <laughs> but also he really knows her and they seem he has a lot of respect for her and they're equals. So I think we concluded we kind of did. We kind of... We kind of do want to root for Elite to see more of Marty and Deborah. And now that this scene opens it, now I really want to see more of what's going to happen with these two. Yes. Yeah. And it will feel like more of a reckoning. Whereas before it was like, oh, they might just kind of fall together. And now this will be some real emotional depth, I think, to getting yes. to this point, to getting to that mm-hmm. point. She'll have to face a lot. Which is just going to be the theme of this season, I think, is her facing things and like facing up to certain realities and then deciding what she's going to do with them, what yeah. how she's going to take it. Because she starts this episode, this episode goes up and down quite a few times with her. She starts like excited she's like it's invigorating to start from scratch and she is cleaning out your closet yeah Yeah. you're starting anew yeah and she has always been sort of plucky and scrappy and we've always understood that but by the end of this episode she feels like a real underdog like and we could talk about that with the fight but oh yeah and that's a different place to be in she is really starting from scratch and you can tell Part of this episode is dismantling what that means. She thinks starting over, I'm using air quotes here, is like, all right, we'll just do a little bit. I won't have my residency, but we'll book 
you know, Madison Square Garden. And he's like, oh, yeah. no. That's, first of all, yeah. they're already booked. And second of all, they're mm-hmm. not going to want you. This is not how this works. And right. she's sort of starting to think, okay, this means truly. Like, do I even know what it means to start from scratch after the life I've been enjoying? Yeah. Like, who am I now? Yeah. And that's yeah. going to be that journey is going to be what I think is going to be the most interesting. I mean, that scene in the bathroom where she gets vulnerable. I mean, I love, this is what I love about the show and about Deborah Mm -hmm. Vance. Like she is for the most part, very tough. Um, Her exterior is very hard. Um, But there was in in season one and now even here in this first episode, there are these moments where you kind of see below the surface and She's now, like I said, had these death by a thousand cuts. She's in the bathroom mm-hmm. at the fight. And she's obviously read the, the reviews that she said she didn't care about. But yeah. she doesn't read them because she does care. Yeah. Um, and then she tells Ava, like, they never gave a shit about me in L.A. or New York. At least they wanted me here. Mm-hmm. Now the review journal says that it's not my town anymore. And I'm like, oh, God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is after she's she's seen Marty with... Uh, mm-hmm. Victoria after she's read these reviews she's talking about this she says and I love that line that you just said and then she also says no one's supposed to judge you here it's like full of yeah. hook- hookers and gamblers and, and magicians you know, <laughs> yes, for god's sakes yes. <laughs> as, if, as if magicians are the worst of that yes. litany yes. <laughs> you're not supposed to be judged here you could do kind of whatever you want and then that's when she admits I, maybe the tour is a bad idea and Ava's yeah. you know trying to cheer her up and say you'll feel better when you're on the road but this is her real moment of saying like how much of this can I actually take and then yeah. we go outside that she's in the bathroom and she goes outside to watch the UFC fight which I actually I oh it's so it's terrible even I don't like boxing but even if I did it is very different from boxing oh it uh, is much more violent like yeah. like she discussed with DJ yeah yeah beforehand. yeah Oh yeah, let oh let's go back to that scene too yes. of, of DJ when she goes over. First, no, first DJ is at her house. She says you're eating pot pie at 10 a.m. This is not yeah. good. What's going on? And DJ admits that. Um, Wait, but already- she says the last. Mm. What, don't judge. Don't psychoanalyze me and my chicken pot pie. And she's like, No, I'm not. I'm just saying the last time you did that, it was when Carrot Top broke up with you. And she's like, she's like, well, that was devastating. And she's like, you were too good for him. She's like, yeah, I know. That's why it was devastating. And I'm like, I love that she's a carrot top reference in here. Yeah. But yeah, so she knows something's wrong. So that she's done her second round and it hasn't worked and she really wants a baby. And Deborah's kind of like, "Mm, maybe don't rush into it, which, by the way, is maybe not an nice thing to say if you're yeah, a mother in case you're gonna get divorced i mean she yeah, goes like she did direct yeah she was just like maybe it's not a good idea in case this doesn't work out yeah but yeah which is a little harsh it's harsh on many levels one it's it's saying dj this relationship is not gonna last but it's also saying like there might be part of her that wished if she's saying don't have a baby because you might get divorced then maybe she wishes she didn't have Deborah didn't have a baby because yes. she got divorced. And so if yeah. that's the the metric, then is she actually saying, I wish I didn't even have you? Like if I, I had... Know. Yeah. So that was real, really harsh. And of course, DJ takes off in her very uh, DJ dramatic way. Mm. And then, <laughs> then Deborah comes over to her house later and kind of 
wants to apologize. That's where we see Aiden, who is apparently from Ohio, and so calls her mom. (laughs) That was so good. Oh, my God. And and Deborah's like, that's going to have to stop. And DJ's like, oh, he's from Ohio. It's just, it's fine. And then she goes on to say, he's just desperate for your approval. What do you think about this shirt, Mom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like as if as if everyone's not desperate for her approval. Exactly. Every, it's so true. Everyone on the show is. You're right. No, I was just gonna say I I love Aiden already. I mean, I don't. I know he was in last season, but that he's so the not a foil for her, but just how his genuine earnest, like, hey, mom, and he's not bullshitting, and she's right. No. saying he's from Ohio kind of like that's also hilarious to me that that I'm like oh okay makes sense as if oh yeah like that explains everything he's from the Midwest but he it's so earnest and just which which that moment then is so great for the final scene you know why then he'll do what she says but he really is just so I don't know so cheerful I I know and and I love the built-in tension and complexity with the fact that he's a UFC fighter. Yeah. Yes. He's, and, and otherwise he's, he's so sweet and cheerful. Calling your in-law mom and this down, you know, kind of homegrown guy. And he beats the shit out of people for a living and gets the shit beat out of him for a living. Yeah. And the actor is a UFC fighter in real life. I learned oh, that on that little t- behind the scenes talk with the uh, creators as well. Yeah. So he really helped them because they were joking they were like well I can assure you when creating this show we never thought there'd be a UFC fight as part of it but it works on so many levels and he happens to be a UFC fighter so it helped us uh with the scene but yeah it is very violent very I loved where DJ's like uh I mean I don't know I'm like basically I'm a military military wife he wakes up and goes to work, and I wake up a couple hours later, and, <laughs> exactly. uh, no, and no, I don't no. know if he's going to live through the day. It's oh, so... my God. When she said that, people don't understand how hard it is for us. And Deborah was like, us? huh? The look on her face was like, huh? Like, oh, God. So yeah. funny. That, that, was, that was really, there's a lot built in there, and I'm very happy that this dynamic is back. You know how we love mother-daughter dynamics, and we're finding DJ at a time in her life when she's maybe ready to kind of stand up to her a little bit more, and we're also meeting Deborah at a time in her life where she's a little humbled and maybe willing yes. to take more responsibility than she has before for whatever has the flaws in her parenting that have led DJ to where exactly. she is. Exactly. So. That's what I was going to say. If she does get pregnant, I could just see this is going to drudge up probably a lot of things for sure. for Deborah and you know even at the end when she said lets her stay at her house and she says something like you deserved growing up like you deserved like a better home than like a tour bus sometimes mm-hmm. so she there's always been these moments where she does reflect perhaps on her parenting yeah. um but if if DJ does become pregnant I think that's gonna be uh we're gonna get to explore that yeah, uh, but don't you get the too. sense that those moments have just started? It just started when she has been humbled a little bit. I feel like yes. if we had met her uh, Deborah Vance before season one, I feel like she would never have had these moments of vulnerability with DJ of even ex- mm. accepting any sort of like everything was perfect. What the, what do you mean? I took you on the yeah. road. We were together. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. So I love. Do, I do love seeing them. Um, but okay. so she uh, yeah. she does make it clear, though I'd say at the end that it would mean a lot to 
Aiden if Deborah came to the fight. So she, because she doesn't want to come, mm-hmm. she tries right. to come up with a million excuses. Mm-hmm. But she, that was when she said the thing. But he really like wants your approval, so she mm-hmm. decides mm-hmm. to go. And then yes, and she's at her most vulnerable point. She feels like she's in this UFC fight. She's got the one-two punch of of yeah. the reviews of Marty dating of the security guard that won't even let yeah, her that in. Let her and she has to go around to the front door. I mean, she keeps getting knocked down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when she comes back from the bathroom with Ava, where she's had that moment and says, you know, maybe Tor is a bad idea. She has actually admitted defeat to herself in, in a certain way. And then she comes back to her seat and the heckler behind her says, you know, give up, Aiden. You're, this is ridiculous. Don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Why are you even fighting back? Just give up. And mm-hmm. that just flips a switch in her, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like, yes! This is the greatest scene ever. I just love this. They're telling him to tap out, and she, she goes right up to the cage. And yeah, the cage. Is, yeah, and she says, they've given up on you. No one believes in you, but you're going to get up and go kill him. I was like, okay. Yes, everyone thinks you're done. I mean, this is a speech to herself. To herself. Her own mm-hmm. fire and brimstone pep talk. But yeah, you're the underdog because now she is the underdog. Yeah. You're going to get back up because you're a Vance now. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love an underdog story. Do, do you? Yes. Do you oh, love completely. Yeah. Oh, love, God. Yes. I, I love it. I, and it's different from, that. Uh, that is different from season one. Season one, she was teetering at the very top, mm-hmm. right? And it was like- Trying we'll, to hold on to her top spot. Yeah. And by the end, it was a fall from grace. But now mm-hmm. she has fully fallen. She is fully on the ground. And now it's a matter of, you know, now she's an underdog. And will she fight to get back up? And I think the answer by the end of this episode is a very, very clear Yes. Yes. I mean, after that knockout, when she turns and she's like, this is our fucking city. And then, like yes. I said, Kiki She's got the yells, blood on her fuck. face. Oh, oh that was God. so good. The blood on her face. Yeah. Is the just, splatter. And then it's she everything. keeps it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it is literally everything. If there isn't a better image of who Deborah Vance is than the bloodied, clawing her way over whatever obstacle gets in her way i mean that picture of her holding on to the cage and the blood splatter oh so good i'm like this is this is it man this is deborah vance here we go yes and we are fully invested and we are excited and loving it but ava (laughs) takes away something very different she (laughs) goes scurrying out the door and calls jimmy and she was like um yeah, she's going to kill me. She she yeah. is going to kill me, like she murder me. She's the main train on the ground, like uh, that she's she's yeah. the one that's going to be bloodied and dead yep. at mm-hmm. the end. Because mm-hmm. yep. you yeah. don't fuck with Deborah Vance. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. and Ava knew that. She knows it. That's why she's freaking out the whole time. But in that moment, she's like, oh, she, right. shit. She knows how like, bad this is, like how much she wants this and how much she will kill. And that is different from kind of the piercing biting beforehand now she's like oh shit <laughs> like she yes. might kill me right she might yeah. she might yeah and then she's like we're going out on tour forget it i mean this is what deborah's saying now now deborah's reinvigorated and yeah. she just wants to get this show on the road and oh yeah right um, after jimmy says just stay away from her yeah exactly deborah stay comes right out put, let's locks go her arm around her is like start tour starts tonight baby 
Yeah. And she's like, shouldn't we like wait for the bus? No, no, we're going. We're going. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So she goes, yes, to say goodbye to DJ. And it ends with her um, borrowing, I guess, Aiden's paint gun. And, and Deborah and Ava make one last stop, which is to go shoot uh, the new the poster of the new guy that's taken her residency at the Palmetto. And that's that. The, the old Deborah's back. She's, mm-hmm. she's shooting bloody shots at her enemies and uh, whoever stands in her way. And I'm like, yes, here we go. It is going to be really interesting to see how she does preserve that. We actually just talked about this. This episode's not out yet, but we just talked to Charlotte Stout, uh, the showrunner for pieces of her, and and we'll be doing the morning show next. She's got a whole illustrious credits that I won't list now, but she talks about how you that Hollywood is a town of no, or, or any mm-hmm. so many places are a town of no, and that's what Deborah's going through here. And how do you preserve that? drive that excitement that joy while also participating in a business that it's just it's not even personal it's just their job to say no to so many things right and 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 that is what I'm really excited to watch unfold during the season and it is as you said yes a, a town of no an industry of no but it's to me it feels like a woman over the age of what is Deborah Vance supposed to be I mean over 60 yeah uh, yeah but either way the no's seem even bigger and more frequent um and the obstacles to reinvent yourself at her age and at her point in her career like the 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 obstacles are huge it's gonna make it all the more rewarding I think when when Deborah Vance finds her way through but but I'm interested to see, like you're saying, her own sort of exploration of herself and her vulnerability. I love those parts when they come out in mm-hmm. her. And it's funny. The show is fucking funny. It is. It's really funny. I'm so excited for this season. I'm in. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore Women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it complicated.